It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarsports.media. Uh, we have a great show for you today. We have a preview of UFC Fight Night I versus Calvillo, which will take place on Saturday, June 13th at the UFC Apex facility in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and no housekeeping today, so we can get right into it. It's probably going to be, uh, i got to be honest with you, probably going to be a shorter one here because uh, I'd like to preface all 11 or 12 predictions we have uh, on this fight card by saying this is probably the worst UFC card I have ever seen. It's just really bad. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It's terrible. Uh, a lot of unranked uh, fighters on this card. A lot of lower weight uh, fighters. A lot of a lot of fighters on losing streaks. That's going to be a common occurrence as we go fight by fight. Just honestly, a pitiful, uh, a pitiful and embarrassing card. Um, I'm still probably going to watch it, uh, but I am re- I'm honestly not kidding when I say that both the prelims and the main card honestly are like, they're like Bellator prelims. Like they're, they're well, the, the prelims here is like a Bellator postlims. I mean, it's absolutely embarrassing. And I, I fancy myself uh, a rather large MMA fan, uh, Mostly the mostly the UFC, but I I watch some some Bellator, I watch some some One, I watch some Ryzen. Not a, not a big fan of any organization outside of the UFC, but you know I, I I know a lot of the fighters on this card. But if you were to ask me to say anything about them specifically, I could go, well, I remember that guy fighting. I don't really remember a whole lot about his fight because uh, he's a complete bum. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's a complete bum. Was on a three fight losing streak, and his fight was nondescript and boring. Uh, but I've seen a lot of the names on this card, uh, so it'll it'll be interesting. It's unfortunate that they put on such a terrible card. Uh, the the main card is like uh, the, the the prelims for oh Shevchenko versus Karmouche, which is to date the worst card I've ever seen. Uh, but this one is just this one's really bad. Now I'll give the UFC some credit here because a lot of the times. When you see a fight card and you go, well, there's not a lot of star power on it. Well, first of all, asking for star power is, you know, that's that's a big a big ask. But asking for known fighters, asking for fighters you know who are going to be exciting. I mean, there's been plenty of times where UFC newcomers in, new, uh, UFC newcomers come in, and you don't know who they are, but they put on a great fight, and uh, you go, all right. I mean, I saw I saw why you did that. I know who they are now. And hope, hopefully that's the best case scenario for this card, but it's not even it's not even really largely the scenario with this card because a lot of the fighters on this card are not not even UFC newcomers. They're people who have been in the UFC. They just suck. So, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna absolutely breeze through the prelims because I have nothing to say other than getting my predictions out there and trying to boost up my uh, prediction percentage, which. Uh, Currently, so far on the ones we've done, I've got 33 out of 55 picks correct. So uh, we got off to a, a real rocky start uh, early early in our predicting season, but 
I mean, we are on fire, and I'm really afraid that this card's going to destroy my uh, picking percentages because I don't feel good about picking any of these fighters. They're they're all fighters who belong in Bellator, so uh, for the most part. So I don't know, man. This this card, I just have a bad feeling. I'm going to pick like nine fights incorrectly and just destroy my percentage. Uh, but without further ado, we'll get into the prelim opener. It's a welterweight fight between uh, Anthony Ivy and Christian Aguilera. Uh, Ivy comes into this eight and two, Aguilera thirteen and six. Uh, don't know either of these guys, but Ivy's on a five-fight winning streak. Aguilera's eight and sixteen in his last fourteen fights, just with organizations I've never even heard of. Uh, Ivy is the minus one seventy favorite, so we're gonna go Ivy. Uh, no reason, no reason other than, other than, um, no reason other than, uh, I guess Ivy has the better record. Uh, this is, this is, see, this is the type of commentary I'm forced to, forced to put on here with, with the type of cards that UFC's putting on here, uh, this week. Uh, moving on, we have a featherweight fight here between Jordan Griffin and Derek Minner. Uh, now I do, I do, I do remember both of these guys. Uh, Griffin, he had that uh, impressive, well, I guess technically it was a submission, but he, he kind of batted around TJ Brown, uh, another lower-level UFC fighter. Uh, Derek Minner, uh, he's 24-11. and 11. Uh, He lost uh, versus Grant Dawson, had some Nebraska beef uh, in that fight from the regionals, and then finally, I believe those short notice for Minner uh, in the UFC. He is 0-2 in the UFC, so we're going to go uh, with the minus 190 favorite here, Jordan Griffin. Uh, again, Griffin, uh, he had an impressive last performance. Not really a, a stellar UFC career uh, so far. Um, but Minner has yet to have a win in the UFC, so uh, we'll go Jordan Griffin on this one. Uh, this will lead us here to the flyweight division. Ryan Benoit takes on Tyson Nam. Uh, Benoit is 10-6, and six, so, you know, just an absolutely stellar absolutely stellar record um this is another uh common denominator here with this fight card uh that we're going to start off with benoit terrible nicknames some of the worst nicknames you'll ever hear are on this card uh babyface ryan benoit or maybe it's ryan babyface benoit um awful nickname terrible nickname he's lost four of his last seven uh, Tyson Nam is 18, 11, and 1. He's 36. He's on a two-fight losing streak. Uh, and I believe those are his only two fights in the UFC, so he's yet to get a UFC victory. Again, this is the... T- I'm forced between a bad choice and a bad choice because both of these fighters don't belong in the UFC. I'm going to go Benoit because at least he's won in the UFC. Terrible nickname, but like I've been saying the last couple of shows, uh, flyweights do not age gracefully. And for a guy who has yet to have a victory... Uh, within the octagon, I don't think he's going to get one at 36. So we'll go Ryan Benoit. Uh, also on the prelims, we have a women's bantamweight fight between Julia Avila and Gina Mazzani. Avila is the or Avila. Avila. I didn't take Spanish in high school, so I, I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. Uh, Avila. She's the minus 500 favorite. Uh, she's seven and one, 32. Uh, she had four canceled bouts with Carol Rosa, uh, who she was supposed to fight uh, this fight card. Uh, Mazzani stepping in on short notice. Mazzani is 6-3. and three. She's lost three of her last five. 
Never seen either of these two fight. Don't have a whole lot of commentary. I'm going to go with uh, Avila, Avila, and uh, we'll make her the lock of the week because she's the biggest favorite on the card, and this card is absolute buns. It's This card is just embarrassingly bad. Um, so we'll make that the lock of the week and just get that out of the way because I don't want to spend too much time on my lock of the week here. Putting a lock of, putting a lock of the week on a fighter I've never seen. Um, also on the prelims, we have Charles Rosa taking on Kevin Aguilar at uh, 155. Uh, Aguilar's the minus 155 favorite. Uh, Charles Rosa, Boston Strong, he's 12 and 4, 33 years old. He lost to Bryce Mitchell last month. Uh, about, well, when the fight takes place about three weeks ago, I believe it was on that Overeem, uh, and Walt Harris card, uh, Kevin Aguilar, 17 and three is on a two fight losing streak to, uh, Tukagov and, uh, Dan Ige, which I guess that loss is looking better, uh, as time goes on. Uh, he did have a lot of hype. He did have a lot of, a lot of low key hype coming into the UFC. Cause I believe he was the LFA or the RFA, whatever the hell they call it now, champion. Uh, and he was like 17-1 and one at one point, heading heading into that Ige fight. Um, he, might have even, he might have even won the Ultimate Fighter, for all I know. I have no idea, because nobody pays attention to uh, tough anymore. But uh, really falling on uh, hard times here. Uh, again, t- two fighters on a losing streak that I have to, I have to pick someone to break the losing streak. Uh, so we'll go Charles Rosa just because he's been in the UFC longer. Again, th- I'm sorry, this card is, is really bad. This card is really bad. I can't emphasize that enough. The uh, terrible, the terrible matchmaking on this card. Uh, and then the prelim headliner is a women's strawweight bout between Maria Agapova and Hannah Cyphers. Uh, there are no odds. I could not find any odds on this fight. Uh, Agapova is 8-1. and one. Uh, she's 23 years old, and she is, I believe, from Kazakhstan. Uh, yes, yep, she's from Kazakhstan, so that's uh, interesting. Uh, I do remember uh, watching her on the Contender Series. I think she, so. She lost to Tracy Cortez, I believe. She was the favorite on that. I, I, I thought uh, Cortez was supposed to lose, from what I remember, uh, what the what the odds had it as. Uh, but obviously, Cortez won and got the UFC contract. Um. Interesting. She probably was like 22, 21 at the point at, at that point in time. So um, we'll see how she's grown. I think she's she's got a couple of wins outside of uh, the contender series in Invicta. Uh, Hannah Cyphers, 10 and five, uh, does not belong in the UFC on a two fight losing streak to uh, Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill. She also got beat up by uh, Macy Barber. Uh, just not a really good fighter. I'm gonna go Agapova on on this one because. I have never seen anything, you know, when it's, it's kind of like the whole Felicia Spencer thing and, you know, whatever props to her cause she got a title fight. But the, the, the best thing you can say about Hannah Cyphers is she's tough and she can take a beating well. And if you're a fighter, that's probably not the first thing you want to have come to, to mind. You'd probably want someone to say, oh, wow, really great striking, really great gra- uh, ground game. No, nah, really just really good at getting punched in the head and losing. So, um, Try not to get too mean on this on this card because it's supposed to be a fun show, but uh, this is just a real bad card. But in the uh, in the prelim headliner, we'll go uh, Maria Agapova. She's going to get her first UFC victory. 
now on to the main card here. We have a uh, men's bantamweight fight between Jordan Espinoza and Mark De La Rosa. Uh, these are two uh, flyweights who are probably just fighting up at bantamweight because it's easier to try to not make not make not make weight weight during uh, uh, the the coronavirus. Uh, Espinoza is the minus 175 favorite. He's 14 and seven. He is on a two fight losing streak. Once again, uh, another fighter who's on a losing streak on this card. And honestly, I should do the math here. I should do the math because what is it? We have 11 fights here, 22 fighters. I'm going to say like 15 of the fighters are on losing streaks. Like this feels like a, this feels like a fight card that they were contractually obligated, uh, to put on. And just called anybody who wanted to be on the card. Just anybody. Let's just plop. Like, you know, we, we've had a streak of, of pretty good cards. You know, 249, 250. You know, some of those Jacksonville cards were, were pretty awesome. Uh, Low-key stacked uh, on, on some of the main cards. So this just feels like, all right, well, rather than, than, than stink up four cards with awful fighters, why don't we just put all the awful fighters on one card and then, yeah, we have a real bummer, but, you know, the next four fight cards are going to be awesome. Uh, that's kind of what it feels like here. Uh, Mark De La Rosa is 11-4. Uh, he also has one of the worst... You know what? This might take the cake. This might take the cake. Mark De La Rosa's nickname is the Bumblebee. Now, that is a very... I'm not even I'm not even going to say the other word for that, but uh, that's a very interesting nickname. It's It's pretty lame. Uh, the bumblebee, I, I, I don't know, the bee, I, even the bee's not that good, but the bumblebee, bumblebees don't even sting, like, okay, so you're just that fat, that fat bug that flies in the sky that's, that's fluffy and does nothing, like, can't be the hornet, or, you know, I don't know, I mean, again, you know, I've talked about nicknames at ad nauseum, but, you know, not everybody, you know, I don't want it to be the other way around, where, oh, 80% of Brazilian fighters' nicknames are the Pitbull, you know, because then it's like, oh, real creative guys, like, oh, the Pitbull, yeah, Pitbulls are scary, they like to eat kids' faces off, you know, so I don't want you to, I don't want you to abandon your unique nickname for something that's, you know, just played out, but the the Bumblebee, come on, the Bumblebee, and you know what's even worse than him having the nickname the Bumblebee is the fact that I'm picking him in this fight, and he's on a three-fight losing streak. He's on a three-fight losing streak, and his nickname is the Bumblebee. And I'm picking him to win this fight because this fight is so dull. So, uh, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good putting my predicting percentage in in the in the basket of the Bumblebee. But we're gonna go Mark De La Rosa, honestly, for no reason. For no reason. Nobody knows these fighters. So for no reason, other than just to be contrarian, we're gonna go Mark De La Rosa. Uh, pulling up the slight upset over uh, Mark Espinoza. Uh, the card gets a little bit better here. Uh, in the featherweight division, we have Andre Touchy Feely taking on Charles Ayer Jordan. Uh, Feely is the minus uh, 225 favorite. Uh, again, t- terrible nickname. Andre Touchy Feely. I mean, yeah, if, if you're. Uh, if you're a diddler, that makes sense, but touchy feely, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not feeling it, Andre. Um, he's 20 and seven, has one of the worst nicknames in the UFC. He's been up and down for the past five years, so I, I really don't know what to expect because 
uh, other than I know I know he will bring it. I know this will be probably the best fight um, on the card. Uh, just because I know Andre Andre will bring it. He is a gamer. Uh, he is a very tough fighter. I just don't know if he'll win and lose because win or lose because he flip flops uh, up and down. He last lost to uh, Sadiq Yusuf uh, in January, but I mean it's weird, man. I mean I, I there's not really a rhyme or reason to whether or not he wins. You know he's beaten Miles Jury, uh, Dennis Bermudez, the goat. Artem Lobov, uh, you know, and then losses to like Cater, Rodriguez, Johnson, Godofredo, Pepe. So I don't really know. He's, he's really inconsistent. Uh, I was impressed with uh, uh, Air Jordan. See, great nickname. Great nickname. Um, a real dichotomy between uh, Andre and Charles here. Um, but I do, I do remember, even though, he, even though uh, Air Jordan lost that short notice fight to... Um, Desmond Green in Rochester back in, I want to say, May of 2019. The one that was headlined by uh, Rafi Dos Nachos and uh, Kevin Lee. Um, I thought he fought, I thought he fought good on, on short notice, and then he had the rebound knockout of Duho Choi. Um, so the, the the experience, and certainly the UFC experience, is on uh, Andre Feely's side. But I'm going to go with the slight underdog here, uh, or even, I guess, minus 225, I guess that's still a slight underdog, maybe moderate underdog, slight to moderate underdog, Charles Air Jordan. Uh, I'm going to pick him to win this one because I've been impressed with his UFC performances uh, to this point, and Feely's just a little bit too inconsistent for, for my liking. Uh, moving on here in the featured bout on the main card, it's a uh, bantamweight fight uh, between Ray Borg and Mirab Dvalishvili. Dvalishvili is a minus 330 favorite. Uh, he is 10 and 4 in the UFC. Uh, he's on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, conversely, we have Ray Borg. He's 13 and 5. He's only 26. Uh, he last fought last month versus Ricky Simone. Actually, you know what? You know what? I take I take back the lock of the week. I take back the lock of the week. Not that I don't want to do two lock two lock of the weeks again because that kind of defeats the purpose. You know, because it's lock of the week. So I'm going to rescind the lock of the week on Maria Agapova, and I'm putting lock of the week on Mirab Dvalishvili. This guy is a really, really good fighter. He's really underrated, uh, really under the radar. This guy is probably not that far from being ranked uh, at bantamweight, if I'm being honest with you, and that's a cracking division right now, an absolutely cracking division as... Uh, as uh, our oceanic friends would say, uh, but don't be don't be confused by his record. Ten and four, you know, you go okay, that's not that great of a record. Uh, but but again, he's on a three fight winning streak. He he beat Casey Kenny in February, who you know has a win over Ray Borg. I know how I know how MMA math doesn't always or actually rarely ever works out, but uh, this is a this is a good fighter. He had that split decision versus Frankie Signs that he should have won. He's really only ever lost uh, in the UFC, truly, to Ricky Simone. Um, but I'm a big fan. This guy brings it. He's a brawler, uh, just really energetic, just a caveman in the octagon. And it, it sucks for Ray Borg because, you know, this guy doesn't get any favors with with the with his opponents. You know what I mean? Like, you look at his last few fights. I mean, you know, Demetrius Johnson, Casey Kenny. I mean, nobody really knew who Kate. Well, people probably still don't know who Casey Kenny is, but nobody knew who he was back then, and uh, you know he beat him, uh, Ricky Simone. So 
you know, this is no rebound fight for Ray Borg. Uh, and obviously not because I think he'll lose. Uh, so we're going to go Devalish Philly, lock of the week. Uh, and also because Ray Borg is just not really that good at bantamweight. You know, I, I know he has trouble making 125, but man, the 125 division is so weird right now. It's so fluid. The rankings, you could win a fight and go up five in the rankings because, you know, it's all UFC newcomers in the rankings. Um, I think Ray Borg should go back down to flyweight. Now that the title's vacant, I know that they're trying to do Figueiredo and um, Benavidez too, which is you know, gross, but they're trying to do that for the title, uh, I believe in July, the end of July. I want to say the 31st. Um, I'd go back down to, to, to flyweight. You're still only 26. Figure out your nutrition, man, because he's just not... I don't I don't know if he's not big enough for 135, but, you know, look at his... Look at the last times he's fought at 135. I mean... Casey Kenny, that was a loss at bantamweight. Ricky Simone, that was a loss at bantamweight. Uh, Gabriel Silva, I want to say, was at... Okay, that was at bantamweight. So he, he does have a win at bantamweight. But uh, he just doesn't seem to do too hot at bantamweight versus true bantamweights because I believe Silva and, and his other win, uh, Rogerio Bontarine. Bontarine's definitely a flyweight. So um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, he really he really had something right up until that uh, Mighty Mouse title fight where he had that uh, flying arm, arm bar uh, on him. But I don't, I don't know if bantamweight's really the... the correct answer for Borg and Dvashvili is kind of a big bantamweight to be honest so that uh, that spells doom for uh, our good buddy Ray Borg uh, this will lead us here to the co-main event uh, another again what I'll give the UFC some props like this is a fight I'm looking forward to there's really only four fights I'm looking forward to or three fights excuse me there's only three fights I'm looking forward to on this card Feely and Jordan Borg and Dvashvili and Roberson and Vittori, and I'm not even, like, it's not like I'm on the edge of my seat for any of those three fights, but those are, are matchups where I go, oh, okay, all right, like, they all belong on prelims, you know, but I, I see what you're doing there, I, I like that, and especially with the storyline with Carl Roberson and Marvin Vittori, um, Vittori is the minus 225 favorite, uh, he is 14-3-1. He's only 26, and he's been in the UFC for four years. He's been in the UFC since uh, 2016. Uh, he has twice had this bout canceled with Carl Roberson. Uh, he also went to a split decision with Israel Adesanya, where he uh, grapple-effed him, I believe, in the second round of that fight. Carl uh, Roberson, 9-2. He's on a two-fight winning streak versus uh, lesser competition. We'll put it that way. Kopilov and uh, Wellington Terman. Um, and I'm just in it for the storylines. I'm very interested. Um, I don't... Th- I think Marvin Vittori had a weight cut, but I think he went down to 205... Well, w- went down, but didn't go all the way down. I think he went down to 205, uh, which is good because we saw how bad, you know, having a weight cut, a true weight cut is, you know, and then fighting right after with, you know, what happened to Tony Ferguson. I can't believe... His weight cut in April uh, for a fight that didn't even happen. I can't believe that that would help him, you know, in May. You have to believe that would hurt uh, his performance. Um, so hopefully uh, Vittori's not not too drained. I don't know what he walks around at, but you know, if he walks around at like 215, cutting down to 205 is probably nothing. It's, you probably just sweat a little bit in the in the sauna or, or, or go for a jog. Um, 
you know, and the fight canceled out with uh, the Italian uh, Italian dream. And uh, they got into that uh, screaming match that apparently almost took uh, turned physical. Um, oh, man, I want to say... I want to say that was supposed to be on the Overeem card. Uh, it was certainly one of those Jacksonville fights. Uh, luckily, I can... Luckily, I can pull this up real quick. Okay, so it was a Wednesday night, Smith versus Teixeira card uh, that that pulled out because of uh, some health some health issues with Carl Roberson. Uh, I think Vittori wins this one. Um, I mean, he's I think he's got better better wrestling. Uh, he, he's he's on a, a little bit better of a streak than than Roberson. Neither of their streaks are are, are too super impressive. I mean, wins over Andrew Sanchez and uh, Cesar Fajeda for. Uh, Marvin Vittori, but you know, I mean that that fight with uh, Israel Adesanya, I, I mean it was close. It was close. Obviously, Israel's the better fighter and the better striker, but you know, in the grappling department, Marvin Vittori kind of took him to school, and that's really been the last time we've seen uh, Adesanya tested on the ground. He also had a draw at the end of 2017 with Omari Akhmedov, who I uh, can pull up the Bantam or the uh, the North Star Sports rankings here. Uh, he is the uh, number 11 middleweight in uh, the NSS ranking system. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of a history of having some some solid performances uh, or at least at least holding his own against uh, upper competition. So we'll go Marvin Vittorian. And, you know, we'll go by finish. We'll go by finish. I'm not going to say which round. I'm not going to get too bold, but uh, we'll go Marvin Vittori by finish. Uh, and this leads us here to the main event of the evening, a... Uh, women's flyweight bout uh, between the uh, number one contender at flyweight Jessica I and the number ten strawweight uh, Cynthia Calvillo. Um, I is the minus one twenty five favorite. Again, I have no idea why this is headlining uh, a UFC fight night. Uh, this is not that interesting of a fight between two fighters that are not that interesting in my opinion. Um, but take it with a grain of salt, because my opinion is is not super important. But uh, this this should be this should at most be a headliner on a prelim. Probably should just be a fight somewhere on in the middle of a prelim card for a fight night. I have no idea what they're trying to do here. Why they're giving the promotional push to Jessica I, who got absolutely murked by Val- Valentina Shevchenko um, or Cynthia Calvillo. I have no idea what she's ever done to deserve um, a main event. 8-1-1. One one. Uh, her last fight was a draw versus Marina uh, Rodriguez. Um, I have no idea. I, I don't know why they just didn't, didn't book that again for uh, a rematch. I mean, it was a draw. Like, makes a lot of sense. They're both, they're both I think, Rodriguez... I'm confused on that because it's Rodriguez, but I've I've heard Rodriguez, but whatever. I don't speak I don't speak Portuguese, so I'm gonna go with the American Rodriguez, Marina Rodriguez. Um, she went to a draw with Rodriguez, so I don't I you know they're both nine and ten in the strawweight ranking, so why not just why not just run back the the rematch? Um, but a, a really big chance for Calvillo because she's missed weight a couple of times. I don't think. I don't. I don't even know if she could make strawweight if she tried and and go out there and win a fight. Um, so this this is a really big opportunity for for Cynthia. This, uh, you know, you you can't make weight, so you you 
go up a division, but you take on the number one contender, like, she's going to absolutely jump up in the rankings. Like, I mean, you beat the number one contender at flyweight, a division that isn't that deep. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that makes you the number one contender at flyweight, but you're in the top five for sure. Probably top three. So, a very big chance for Calvillo. I Not that big of a chance for Jessica I. I have no idea what she gains by this. Um, and for Jessica I, 15-7, and seven, had the title loss versus Shevchenko. She's won four of five at 125, had that rebound victory versus uh, Viviane Arujo. Um And I don't know what this fight does. I mean, I guess you got to take fights because you're a fighter, but Jessica I could win seven more fights in a row, and I still wouldn't even be remotely interested in her fighting Shevchenko. I will never, I, I don't know how old Jessica I is, I want to say like 34, okay, 33, about to turn 34 at the end of uh, July. I don't care if she goes undefeated for the next six years, I have no interest in ever seeing her fight Shevchenko for the title again. We saw what happened, tremendously outclassed and probably the most vicious knockout in women's, in UFC women's MMA history. So I have I have no interest in, in seeing that. She she seems to have found her, her true weight for fighting at because she was on like that four or five uh, fight losing streak at bantamweight. Uh, so she is a true one twenty five er. But again, I, I don't know what the stakes are for this for this this main event. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch the main event. I don't know if I'll watch half the fights on this card. This again wrapping up here is one of the worst cards I have ever seen. I hope, like I have been wrong before, and I'm fine. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, you know, hold me accountable. That's why I put my uh, fight, my fight uh, predicting percentages out there. Whether or not they're 64 percent, which I think they currently are, or whether or not it was 40 percent, you know, you got to stand by your prediction. So, you know, whether or not I'm on a hot streak or a cold streak, I mean, you know, you got to be responsible for your, for your numbers. But Man, I, I hope I'm really wrong on this card. I really hope a lot of unknown fighters, which is, believe me, that's what populates this card. I really hope they show out, and I really I really hope I know their name, and I really hope a lot of people know their name uh, after this fight. I don't, I don't want this fight card to be bad. I want this fight card to be awesome. I'm, not, I'm definitely not a hater. Um, I, I, hope, I hope it is awesome, um, but I have a really bad feeling that this is... Uh, this is going to be a, a real awful card, a real boring card with a lot of decisions because it's a lot of uh, lighter fighters. But, you know, man, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, as long as I can keep my percentages real high with the predicting, uh, that is all that matters. Uh, so with that, we'll wrap up the show. Once again, you can follow uh, North Star Sports on Twitter at NorthStarMIN. You also can follow me on Twitter at OwenElyMN. Uh, be sure to check out our website, NorthStarSports.media. And have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.